I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. We're actually up at Husky Stadium post-practice on Wednesday, but we may not post this until Thursday morning. So uh, hopefully there's no breaking news between the time we record this and the time we release it. Just want to do a little bit of a recruiting reset, just touch bases, find out where we're at, make talk a little bit about the Colson-Yankoff situation and just whatever else comes to our mind. Just a reminder, if you want those daily updates as well as breaking news alerts, just shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will get you hooked up. Um, Scott, recruiting, dead period, so not a lot of activity out here. We're used to seeing recruits out at practice that just can't happen right now yeah it won't happen uh last year didn't happen this year it didn't happen and i don't know if that'll change they usually go in a couple year cycles so who knows if that changes here in the future but right now uh the coaches the coaches are still doing a lot of recruiting it's just more facetiming with kids and texting and calling um reaching out to them they're they're studying film on guys that they might want to offer after the first couple games underclassmen that they're going to be looking at in, in once the season starts, you know, in September when they can go out and, on the road and get a look at kids. So um, that's kind of where things stand in th this month. Where, when is it that they can actually have recruits back on campus? Um, it's it's tw uh, 48 hours before the first game Right is when they can have kids. It, they want to allow for, for them to have um, – official visitors on campus so they do 48 hours and so um it, i think it's the 29th for washington since their first game is the 31st um other teams is the week before that because they play in week zero so you know we'll just kind of see see how that goes but for washington the first time they'll really really be able to have kids on campus is the 29th i know you love it when i catch you off guard how many commits right now 16 and we're anticipating them taking 22 ish uh, could be 23, could be 21, just kind of depends. They're going to have to do some creative. They're going to have to get creative to get to that number. I, uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I mean, some of it, because right now, actually, so I, there's 16 committed, but then if you throw in um, Jordan Lolohea, who is um, also committed to Washington and will be enrolling um, as a late enrollee because of the, his mission, that's actually technically 17. It's not so much the... Um, number of 25 but it's the 85 number that they've got to be concerned with yeah that's what you always have to be worried about is the 25 uh is the 85 more than the 25 and they're at what 83 right now i you know now you've really caught me off i don't know the exact number especially with different guys leaving and, and you know uh i don't remember what it was after um Mosiah Nasili Leo got got booted, so I, I don't know what that situation what what that took him to, but it's eighty three, eighty four, somewhere in there. Not a lot of spots left. No, absolutely not. So the guys that they're going to take right now, they can afford to be choosy. choosy. Yeah. yeah, we say it in, we say it a lot that they're they can be choosy, and people get a little annoyed with that. But I mean, Washington, they're juggling. I'd say right now they're probably juggling juggling somewhere between ten and fifteen plus players that they that they have really good shots with that they that are close to committing or or guys that they would take a couple that we're expecting to come soon scott yeah um I, you know the way the crystal balls are going right now um you gotta and i i've believed this for a while that washington was doing really well with romo dunsey the wide receiver out of bishop gorman and um Things have, even though we visited Oklahoma last, I, things are still trending Washington's way. There's a story, I think, on our front page about it. And he's a wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver, big wide receiver, and fast. He's about 6'3 and runs a, 
I want to say it was like a 10, 8, 10, 7, 100 meter. So the guy's pretty fast. So that's a, that's a big get for Washington if they're able to get him, reel him in, add him to Sawyer Racanelli and uh, Jalen McMillan. Okay, so another guy expected to commit soon. Uh, they're looking really good on Jacoby Covington. Yeah, um, now he was a guy who a lot of us thought would make a decision before the start of the season, and I even I even said that when he tweeted that there'd been a change of plans because he had said he was going to commit October 1st, I believe was the date. Um, and I said I still believed he was going to do it before the season, and then he said change of plans. So I, was, I got all cocky and said, see, I told you guys it wasn't going to make that long. Well, it sounds like he's actually added a couple more trips. So he's going to take his official visits. I think Oregon is one that he's looking at visiting. Um, I'm trying to remember the other one. And there, there's one more. So at this point, I, I think Washington is still in pretty good shape with him. His mom loved the, their official visit here. Uh, Jacoby loved his official visit here. I think he just needs to get through uh, these official visits and then decide what he wants to do. One more defensive back that I think is pretty close. Yeah, Mikel Esteen, the wide or the cornerback, uh, defensive back, because he's kind of a versatile. He's basically to me, he's a little bit taller version of Elijah Molden, where he could play inside, he could play slot, he could even play some deep, some uh, safety. Um, he's out of Lawndale. Washington likes him a lot. He's liked Washington for quite a bit. And I think it's just a matter of time with him, but uh, no real timetable on when he's going to make his decision. We're expecting those three guys to commit. I, that's what I would say. It, by mid to late October, those, will be, those guys will be committed, in my opinion. So that leaves three spots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> offensive line? Done. Quarterback? Done. Um, tight end. Yeah, they just offered Jake Overman, the the tight end out of Servite High School. Tell us about Jake okay. Overman. Servite's a football powerhouse yeah, down in LA. Well, I wouldn't call it a powerhouse. They don't win a ton, but they have a lot of talent. And they, but they're in the Trinity League, which is the best, arguably the best high school football conference in the entire country. That's with schools like St. John Bosco, Modern Day, Orange Lutheran, Servite. Um, I think. Uh, uh, San, San Clemente is it? You know, there's a lot of just really good schools in right. that. In that, and uh, so anyway, uh, Washington has done really well with Servite. They have AJ Cardi from there. They have um, Keith Taylor from there, and they have uh, Julius Irvin from there. And uh, Terrell Bynum, the wide receiver, also played there, but he actually transferred to St. John Bosco to go there his senior year. So. Um, Jake Overman, big kid, 6'4", 235, I think is that uh, height. Um, he's been more of a blocker uh, for his team uh, and, and stuff, but he can, he can be a pretty good receiver too. He fits really what Washington is looking to do at, wide, uh, at tight end. They already have um, Mason West and they have uh, Mark Redmond. So uh, people are wondering, why are they taking three? Well, with Jacob Kaiser's back situation, and we don't know – if that's ever going to heal up and be be a good situation, Hunter Bryant's very likely to be gone after this season. So that would only leave you with uh, three three tight ends, and then um, Jack Westover, the the walk on tight end, and maybe a couple other ones that are walk ons. But Jack Westover, I think, is a scholarship guy before he leaves here. So um, you know, I think they just want to get that that pipeline kind of moved in. Also, Mark Redmond. There are some people. I am not one of them. Okay, I want that to be clear. I think he's going to stay at tight end, but there are some people who think that Mark Redman will eventually grow himself into an offensive tackle because he's got such a big frame and he's such a big kid. Joe Toledo. Could be. Could be, yeah. I don't see that. 
I, I still think he's going to stay at tight end, but that's what some people project. And if Washington thinks that there's a chance that he could grow into that, then they've got to have enough guys to take that spot. Jake Overman over DJ Rogers from Eastside Catholic. Yeah, I know that confuses a lot of people. We've said it before. I, I've said it on the podcast. I've said it on, I've said it on our, our uh, message boards. I'll say it again. The questions with DJ are not physical, okay? He, can, he is a freak of nature athletically. His problem is nobody really knows if he's got the heart to play at this level. Does he love it? And does he love it? And really his toughness. I think that's been the biggest thing. How tough is he? Because right now for Eastside Catholic, he plays more of a wide receiver role, which is what Hunter Bryant did. But Hunter Bryant just had that dog mentality. I don't know if DJ Rogers has that. And I think that's been one of the concerns about him. And I think that's why Jake Overman gets an offer before DJ Rogers does. Defensive line? Defensive line. Uh, that one's still kind of a work in progress. They've got Lance Kennelly, the guy out of uh, Mission Viejo, that they've offered, and he just took a visit uh, during the quiet period. Um, he's been counseled by friends and family to wait and take his official visits during the season, and Washington and Utah are two of the schools that he wants to visit for sure. And then uh, Xavier Carlton, a kid out of – he was out of uh, California, but he moved back to Utah where he was originally from. And a lot of people think Utah leads for him, but he's a big 6'7", 265, 270. And he's going to be, in my opinion, just with the way his frame is, I think he's going to eventually be a three-tech when he gets to uh, college. But Washington, really, I think they would take both Kennelly and Carlton, depending on how things go. Is he going to wait too long? Carlton or Kennelly? Kennelly. That's a possibility. They yeah, don't have yeah. A lot of spots. They don't have a ton of spots, and and so he's going to have to really weigh out <laughs> how badly do I want to go to Washington? Because if they fill up, they fill up. I know that Washington seems to like him a lot because they've been after him for quite a while, and he tells me about all the times they've talked to him and everything like that. So I don't think this is a kid they're putting off. I think he's he's someone that they would take right now, and I think they would like to take him. But he's not a guy, in my opinion that has a spot regardless. He's not, uh, let's throw out, um, he's not a Jacoby Covington. He's not a Romo Dunsey, right? Where he can wait all the way until February before he commits. When we take a look at linebackers, there is a linebacker out that they take no matter what. And who would that be? Jordan Banks. Yeah, Jordan Banks, yep. And uh, he's out in Narbonne High School, 6'1", 6'2", 230, 235, somewhere in that range. Probably the best pure pass rusher on Washington's board and radar. Um, I think right now Washington leads for him, but they got some serious competition in Oklahoma and Alabama. He's like the hot gal at the bar. Yeah. Everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like me going to a bar, yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the girls, just, <laughs> yeah, not not really. Yeah. Um, and then we already did the secondary, so that's kind of it. Running back is done. We already said that. Um, they may take a long snapper. I think they're still kind of working through that to see what they want to do. They've got their punter, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, long snapper's a possibility. Yeah, so. it's a possibility. Um, I think what they want to do is see some other guys, some maybe local guys that they like a little bit um, that I, I'm still trying to figure out which ones those are. Um, and then uh, they've got Luke Lane, um, who I think was out of Bellevue, I think. I can't remember. Uh, wherever he was out of, he's a guy that's on, on campus now, and, and he's a walk-on for them. And if they think that they can get it done with him, then maybe they don't do that. So. Give him a scholarship yeah. if they have one. Or not available. even have one. 
you yeah. know, that will just kind of depends. Off from that last year, like yeah. um, uh, John Clark. Yeah. And those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And Josiah, Josiah Bronson. Yeah, recruiting almost done. There's not a lot yeah. left going on. There isn't. And uh, which makes my uh, recruit stat sheets a pain in the butt to do. I loved it when they didn't have like a ton of commits. Many, but you don't have as many guys to get <laughs> I know, but when when I have to go and look up, because these some of these schools do not keep stats very well. So it's uh, it's tough. And then the kids will tell you, well, I had, you know, I'd text a kid and, and he'd go, um, yeah, I had um, about, yeah, I had about <laughs> 10 three, 300 yards passing and four touchdowns. And I'm like, and how many interceptions? And then you never hear back from them until the next week when yeah. they have to. So they never tell you the bad stuff. So, you know, it's just some of it's just. That's just my job. I'm not complaining. Just telling you that's what I deal with. Yeah, so. Just a little bit of a recruiting reset to you yeah. know catch you guys up a little bit with what's going on. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, the other big storyline taking this Just week. recently, yeah. Yeah, um, Colson Yankoff, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, do you do you want to go into it? What, well, I, I mean, because I mean, there's some people who might not follow well, it that I mean, closely. I mean, Colson Yankoff, I mean, he transferred. He looked at Duke. He uh, looked at some well, others. Hold on. So he signed with Washington, was here as a redshirt freshman. Redshirted last year. Was here year. until the, the last day of spring ball put his name in what a couple days after that yeah and then and so did jacob sermon on the same day but jacob sermon pulled his name out colson yankoff went through with his ended up at ucla yeah i went to ucla um he applied i mean the rule is he has to sit out a year plain and simple i mean that's you, the default you know that mm-hmm. you know that um he applied for a hardship uh, was denied the hardship um, by University of Washington. Uh, people want to say that Chris Peterson did that. Peterson may have had some input, but he had to go through in front of a committee. And At the University of Washington. It wasn't Peterson's call. No, no. He went through the committee, and uh, the committee denied it. You know, I don't know what the hardship he was claiming. I'm not sure that um, being fourth on the depth chart is a hardship. You know, and listening to some other guys, if you just allow guys to leave – Anytime they want, half the team's going to get, I mean, the third team, mm-hmm. they're all going to leave. They're all going to leave. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know what the hardship was. And I know a lot of people, you know, outside the program are upset, you know, at Chris Peterson over this, but and they're pointing the finger at the wrong guy. Because even if Washington has denied that, they don't have the final call. It's up to the NCAA. And I'm sure that the Yankos will take this to the NCAA for them to make a ruling on it. And they, you know, but like I said, this isn't Washington's call and it's not Coach Peterson's call. Because even if they had said, yeah, he's got a hardship and granted him the release, he still has to go through the NCAA. 
Yeah, most people consider that the NCAA typically just signs off on it. If the not does. so much right now, and I and I'm like, not as much as you think they do. No, I mean they're trying to curb the player movement. There's a move to curb the player movement, and I think all of the coaches are for it. But at the end of the day, when a kid like Colson Yankoff, whoever it is, when they decide to leave, they know they're sitting out a year. I I don't I I default to the the uh, not letting them move unless there's a major hardship. I mean, some of these right. hardships that these guys are claiming and getting, I, I'm like, okay, whatever. It shouldn't be as easy from transferring to Rainier yeah. Beach to Garfield, yeah, that mean, kind of hardship. Yeah, you know, my I, car doesn't work. Yeah, so my, my thing is, I think there, I don't want to call it a penalty, but there should be something out there. These kids are making decisions, okay? They're 18 years old, I know. I made so many stupid decisions when I was 18. Heck, I'm 48 years old. I still make a lot of stupid decisions. But there's consequences to the decisions you make. If you want to leave a school, then you need to... Uh, there, there are consequences if you want to leave that school. And if it means you miss a year of eligibility, that's just the way it is. And, and I don't, I'm not anti-kids moving. What I, I mean, but I mean, when you see what Brew McCoy did, yeah. where he, he enrolls early at USC, is not happy at USC, so he goes to Texas, right? Gets immediate eligibility there. Then decides, I don't like Texas, I'm going back to USC. There has to be some sort of penalty or or consequences for that, or these kids are just going to do it whenever they want. A little bit different because Yankoff was actually here for a year. Yeah. And he no, was, his wasn't the same yeah. as I'm, I, I'm not yeah. comparing it to to Brew McCoy's situation. I understand why 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 Colson left, but he left because there was some frustration with the way things were going in his place on the depth chart. It's obvious he wasn't leaving because God forbid a family member got sick or you know he like Chris Steele who ended up leaving. I support that when when he's got a a uh, roommate who he tried to get away from and they wouldn't wouldn't schedule it and then there's a there's some domestic violence or sexual abuse in, in his room by his roommate and that's he's just like you guys aren't taking this seriously he leaves I'm fine with that and that one is a hardship in my opinion but when you have a, a person leaving because they're just not happy well okay that's fine. You're welcome to do that. You just but have you know, to sit out of here. Yeah, you have to. Get that's your, the, get, get that's the rule. And they're still the fifth year. They can transfer. Yeah. Get your degree. Mm -hmm. Get your degree. You can transfer. Mm -hmm. one, yeah, anyone, any one of these kids can transfer one more time. In addition. Easily. In addition, they can do what um, uh, the guy, Devin Modster, did. Mm -hmm. Go to JC. Went and played JC for three months mm -hmm. and then transferred into uh he transferred into yeah. Cal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's that option, too. So there's other ways. But, um, like I said, we don't know the specifics of the mm -hmm. hardship. But uh, yeah. rules, rules are rules. Yeah, I mean. You know going in. And, and see, I, I like Colson a lot. Uh, I, I got along very well with his family and everything like that. So I'm not really tr trying to talk down to them or anything like that. I just think unless there's a real hardship. I mean, it has to be pretty Heavy, you know, the first one that I remember that wasn't one was Eddie Vanderdoes. Remember, he, he goes to not, Notre Dame. I'm not sure what his hardship his was. His was like his grandma was sick. Everybody's got a yeah, sick grandma. Yeah, and I, and I'm I okay. 
if that's really the case, which I'm sure I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was, I'm more than that's fine, right? I there's a penalty. Yeah. Okay. No one told you to go and sign with Notre Dame. Jacob, no one made you sign. Jacob Eason sat out this year. Jacob Eason sat out a year. And, and Jerron Brooks, hey, who transferred way, from USC, is going to be sitting out a year on by, the basketball team. By the team. way, what if Eason hadn't had to sit out a year? What would a lot, what what would the quarterback situation have looked like last year? It would have looked the same. It's just that Eason would have got playing time in front of Hainer, and uh, they might not have lost, lost the Cal. Cal game. Yeah, never know. <laughs> never know. Okay, I'm gonna. Boy, we opened up that can of worms. That was anyway. you. That was you. I didn't say it. So. All right. Well, I mean, I could throw you under the bus. Oh, with... we, it's already happened All many right. times. Not just you. Fetters did it to me the other day. So, <laughs> Anyways, anything else we need to touch bases on, Scott? At this point in time, no. Um, I've been kind of going through a lot of the 2021 guys, and Washington's doing really well with the in-state 2021 guys. They've already got one five-star commit in Sam, Sam Heward. I think they're doing really well with JT Tui Malau, the D-tackle out of Eastside Catholic, and Emeka Egbuka, the other five-star in-state player um, out of Stillicum. Other than that, other than doing really well with those guys, I don't know of anyone in 2021 who's even remotely close to making a decision. So um, I think a lot of that's going to start heating up for these kids because I've talked to a lot of 2021 kids who are planning to come up for not not just local kids because we're going to see a lot of local kids at games. But California kids, Arizona kids, Utah kids, Hawaii kids are all telling me they're planning to come uh, and, and see a game this year. And the USC game is one that a lot of them have targeted, Oregon game and Utah game. Those are the three big ones. And then Apple Cup, but that's usually over Thanksgiving, so a lot of kids don't travel then. Just a reminder, if you want those daily updates as well as breaking news alert, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletters, we will get you hooked up. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs. Thank <laughs> you.